Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Web Consulting. Yeah. I am CJ Medeiros, along with my good friend, uh, Justin Tucker, who yeah. needs to put his camera on. Thank Sorry you. about that. It's okay. It's all right. You're, you're, you're a good person and we forgive you. So we have a lot planned for you tonight. So, you know, if... So I want to emphasize, this is pre-recorded, because we are just about to cover the fact that the Vikings upset the Colts, creating the largest comeback ever. We're going to talk about a quietly impactful game, the Titans and Chargers. But first, we're going to talk about how the Brock Purdy-led San Francisco 49ers have clinched a playoff spot. The only other team to do so is Philly. So, uh, Justin? What do you make of this Brock Purdy-led 49ers team? Once again, it proves that the 49ers don't need a franchise-altering quarterback. They just need a conferencing quarterback that can make reads and throw the ball, and they can make the playoffs with, with, you know, that run scheme that they have. Chris McCaffrey looked like the stud that he usually is. Uh, George Kittle, once again, 25 points in fantasy. Thank you very much, even though it doesn't mean nothing. Uh, overall, I think that team looks good, and that defense especially is solid. If they can continue to run the ball, pass the ball, and play defense the way they're playing, they might be a tough out in the NFC, especially since they're riding on the seven-game winning streak that they're on. So if they keep this up, they're a tough out. Yeah. Now, a few episodes ago, or maybe it was the last one, I really don't know, uh, I was speaking to one of our other co-hosts, Adam Wright, and he kind of dismissed the idea that the 49ers with Brock Purdy could be a threat to the Eagles. Well, I'm not going to say they could beat them, but they are a threat. No, they're probably going to finish, you know, second in the NFC. And with that defense and with their offense, which is what we call a plug-and-play offense, you can literally just plug in any quarterback and you'll be halfway decent. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. was Jimmy G even really, like, a world beater there? No. No, he was not. And the fact that Brock Purdy, the last pick of the NFL draft, Mr. Irrelevant, as it were, can just take this team to the playoffs, you know, that just says a lot about, you know, Shanahan's coaching and just how the offense is set up. But, Justin, do you see – this team might like, going anywhere in the playoffs with Purdy. They just could be a one and done, or could they make some noise? Uh, that's kind of a tough thing to ask because again, he was a seventh round pick for a reason. So, how far they go is dependent on him. But if he continues to play at the level that he's playing, I'm not saying he will for the playoffs, but if they continue at this level, it'll make things very interesting in the NFC. And he's playing like he's Jimmy G, so. I don't think there's any drop-off right there. And if they continue to keep this up, the Eagles might be in, might be in for a shock. Uh, the Cowboys might be in for a shock. Basically, whoever they're going against is going to have a hard time against them. 
Yeah, I think you're right on the money there. And when you look at this team, I mean, top to bottom, this is a scary unit, no matter who the quarterback is. And all Brock Purdy has to do is just sit there and keep the screw-ups to a minimum. Am I correct? Yep. I mean, if you, I know that this is the modern-day NFL and game manager quarterbacks don't win Super Bowls, but this 49ers team is stacked, is it not? Oh, it's very I stacked mean, from top to bottom. Exactly. So I just say watch out for the 49ers. I mean, you can't, for example, I mean, you, you probably couldn't put in somebody like David Blow or Blau, however you pronounce it, or Nathan <laughs> Peterman and expect them to be this good. I mean, Brock Purdy, he's got to be at least halfway decent, you know, so the team doesn't, like, falter. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could be wrong, but no, I don't think he's half bad. I really don't. I think he's now Mr. Relevant instead of Mr. Irrelevant now. Oh, yes, yeah. So there's a real chance the Niners make the two seed. I could see that. The problem is, all right, so the NFC. I need to figure out the NFC right now. The North, I believe, is the 2C right now because the Vikings. Oh, yeah, the Vikings. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, we're going to get to that. Next. We're going to get to them. And then there's the, NFC, there's the NFC South, and then there's the West. I think it's the West and the South. Oh, yeah, it's the yeah. West and the South. So the Vikings might – ponder off a bit but again i'm not sure they'll lose enough games to give up the number two seed yeah i mean i don't think they're gonna end worse than tampa mm -hmm. let's be honest all, all so, the top three teams just shirt up their spots in the which McCall. so it's just a matter of positioning from one to three yeah yeah so so you know what you get with the Brock Purdy-led 49ers. But now we're going to have to talk about a, a different team, also in the NFC, the Minnesota Vikings, who just completed the comeback to end all comebacks. Yes, but, they did. And you're not going to want to miss that. So don't go anywhere. I'm CJ Medeiros. That's Justin Tucker, and you are listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'll be your host, CJ Medeiros, and that, of course, is my good friend, Justin Tucker. So, as a Patriots fan, I thought we held the most impressive comeback until the Minnesota Vikings beat the Indianapolis Colts. 
when they were down 33 to nothing. Keep in Mm -hmm. mind, being down 33 to nothing and winning is officially the largest comeback in NFL history. Yes. Now, I remember, I just want to say this, Justin. Mm -hmm. I was in the car. And, you know, well, well, the, well, the first leg of the game was going on. And I said to my dad, good Lord, the Vikings are frauds. Now, I don't Every know. Frauds now? I don't know. I'm leaning toward no. But uh, what do you make of this crazy victory? What does it mean for the Vikings? And perhaps even more importantly, what does it mean for the Colts? I'm, I'm so serious. I'm going to start with the Colts first. If I was the owner, I'd fire everyone. Yeah, I'd, well, well, Jim Irsay's probably drunk, so you know that's what he I'd does. walk down. I'd walk down to the locker room. I'd say, Jeff Saturday, I know you're just the interim coach, but that was god awful. You're fired, Matt Ryan. I don't care how good you are in the past. I don't respect you. You're a bum. You're done. You're not playing the rest of the season. So go home and spend time with your wife and kids. You're not touching the field anymore. <laughs> I would go in the locker room and say, hey, guys, I was wrong about Carson once. I should have stayed with him instead of this excuse for a quarterback. But enough about that. As far as the Vikings go, uh, this was a good win for them because, not going to lie, that was a – they had me in the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had me in the first half. 33 to nothing. The offense couldn't do anything. The defense can stop a nosebleed. The, ref, the refs were even playing against them from for – that half is just a met everything that could have gone worse for the Vikings did. And for them to take it one step at a time, scrape a touchdown and then build off of that and continue to try to build, even coming back from that interception that they threw towards the red zone. I just thought ah, this is a good team victory. Overall, the defense said enough is enough. We're not going to let you score like that anymore. The offense started to come alive. And all in all, that was a good team win by the Vikings. Way to dig down deep and figure out who the hell you guys are. Way to go, Vikings. Congratulations. And that kills the whole Kirk Cousins isn't clutch anymore thing. Coming back from 33 points, I'm sorry. that That's clutch. I can't, I can't even be mad at him. I can't even say he's not clutch. I, I got to tip my cap off to him. I got to say, you know what? You got it today. You got it today. Yeah, Justin, there's a saying. When a quarterback or a player is no longer good anymore, you say they're cooked. You know, you could say Matt Ryan is cooked. No, Matt Ryan is not cooked. Matt Ryan is burnt. You put him in the oven too long, and he's now charred to a crisp. His career is over, and all I will remember him for is blowing leads, be it this game, be it the Super Bowl. A lead is not safe with this man. Keep your leads away from this man because he will ruin them. And to build on what you said, I know Jeff Saturday is the interim head coach, and I know he probably wasn't going to be brought back, but good Lord, he needs to go. Am I wrong? No, he needs to go. Oh, my God. I can't. Right now, if I'm Jim Ursay, you know, after, you know, I have my rum cake, you know, just without that pesky cake part, because, you know, that's what he does. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll drunkenly stumble to the locker room and say, Jeff Saturday, 
I know you're the interim head coach, but you just choked the largest lead in NFL history. This was the biggest comeback in NFL history. 33 points you were up and you lost. Go away. Mm -hmm. I never want to see you in Indianapolis again. You are not even fit to go back to high school coaching. May you sit on your couch for the rest of eternity. That is what I would say if I am Jim Mersey. Alas, I am not. I don't even. Oh, my. I know we sound like terrible owners and we're so immature about this, but this is just horrendous stuff. Uh, 30. Is it because because Jonathan Taylor went out? That lead blown was horrendous. That was the real horrendous thing. We are just reporting on it. Is it just because Jonathan Taylor went out, though? I don't know. But I'm pretty sure a lack of Jonathan Taylor doesn't make you blow a 33-point lead. I mean, your defense has to collapse. The rest of your offense has to go stagnant. And it's not like you don't have anyone behind him. You you still have Zach Moss, who's like a diet uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know, big bruiser. That's not the same. I, I know it's not the same, but you still have people like Michael Pittman and like Moali Cox and Jelani Woods and – well, yeah, I understand that their receiver core is not exactly flush with. Oh, yeah, Alec, Alec Pierce. Look, Michael I know their receiver core is not flush with like elite talent, but yeah. that, but, but they have enough to not justify blowing a 33 point lead. You don't just blow a 33 point lead with like one injury. Even if, a, even if your quarterback goes down and you're up 33 points, you should still win. This was just horrific. I, this I, is like good lord global level meltdown. It's worse than Atlanta. Yes, much worse than Atlanta. Atlanta, you were up by 25 and lost. These guys were up by 33 and lost. Up by a whole nother touchdown and extra point, and you lost. The you know, I'm talking about the 25 point lead to 33 at me. They couldn't yeah. even score in the first half. And you saw the thing that I sent you? They scored at that time, they scored 28 to 3 points. Yeah. Oh, Justin, you want to explain that for our listening audience? At a certain point in time, while the Vikings were making their comeback, I sent, uh, I screenshotted a Bleacher Report uh, tweet that they sent out saying, the Colts have been outscored 28-3 to in the second half versus the Vikings. I was wrong. They went out to be outscored, uh, outscored more than that later on. That's just horrendous. I'm sorry. It, it, it follows Matt Ryan no matter where he goes. And it's unfortunate because I don't blame it all on him. But at the same time, Jesus, that's bad. I, I can't even, like, he didn't play the best. But, oh, my God. He, he just played like a game manager for most of the game. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and Justin, there is one small detail I'd like to bring up. Was up. Well, in our fantasy league, I had Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. I'm so happy right now. I'm I'm so happy. I, I'm out. I'm I'm very fortunate. I don't have to face you. I'm very upset that I'm not in contention, but I'm very happy I don't have to face you right now. Because good lord, how much did Kirk give you? Because I know he had two interceptions, but 400 yards passing. And, like, four touchdowns, too. Yeah, so how many points was that, like, 40 or 30-something? Kirk Cousins gave me 32 points, and Justin Jefferson gave me 30. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, two players combined gave me 62 points. That's going to be tough to beat. You might just move on to the next round. 
off eh. the strength of that. I'm just glad I'm not finishing last. Oh, well. Yeah. But everything aside, this was just a total tire fire for the Colts. This is not a banner day. This is this this day. This game will live in infamy for them. And from a Colts perspective, you thought getting stomped by the Patriots in the AFC wild card was bad. You thought losing to Jacksonville in a win in your in playoff situation was bad. This game said, hold my beer. Ouch. You blew a 33-point lead. We're not going to belabor the point any longer, but Indy, you know what you did. Go sit in the corner. Yeah, they're basically just like at the lowest point in their franchise right now. And they can either go up from here or stay down here like the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're probably going to stay down if I know the Colts. Uh, I don't care what you guys tell me. They were right. They were wrong about Carson Wentz being the problem. No, Wentz is not the problem. I don't know who's the problem, but it it wasn't Wentz. Now, let me just say one thing. What's up? A while... Ago, we had an episode we were talking about the multitude of quarterbacks that the Colts have started since Luck's been gone. Yep. Indy, take this as your divine sign from God. Get us a permanent starting quarterback. You can't just keep, you know, just getting these bridge quarterbacks from year to year. You got to try to get the guy of the future. I know you don't want to hear that, but you must. They have to like oh, either yeah, trade up or it's almost continue. not even an option. They have to get like CJ Stroud or Bryce Younger, like or the guy out of Kentucky. They have Will, to. Is it Levis or Levis? Well, yeah, that's I couldn't remember the last name, but they have to reach for a quarterback at this point in time because it's it's just getting horrible at this point. Yeah. Well then, I could sit and trash on the Colts all day. Believe me, it's one of my favorite pastimes. But we have to move on to talk about a sneaky, underrated game, the Titans and the Chargers. They're going to be facing each other, and this could uh, decide like kind of how the uh, AFC could shake out. And we're once again, you're not going to want to miss that. So uh, don't go anywhere because this is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast, powered by Power 88, Dean Radio, and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm CJ Medeiros, along with uh, my good friend and good co-host, Justin Tucker. And we're here to talk to you about a game. For many, it's not a game people considered, you know, to be uh, very important, well, if you look at how the AFC is shaking out, the Tennessee Titans at the Los Angeles Chargers will have some pretty big implication. 
In fact, the Los Angeles Times said that the Chargers' playoff hopes lean big on a win over the Tennessee Titans. Both teams are 7-6. and six. Tomorrow at 425, it goes down. Uh, Justin, what do you think of this? From a Ravens standpoint, I need the Chargers to win. I need the Titans to continue to lose so we can maintain that number three overall spot. Uh, but from the overall game standpoint, of it's just as simple. If they can stop Derrick Henry, the Chargers can win this game. If they cannot stop that rushing attack, they're going to have a very long game. It's not about passing yards and whether or not Ryan Tannehill can win them the game. It's whether or not you let Derrick Henry win the game. I think Justin Herbert may struggle a little bit, but overall I think he'll have a good game like he always does. I think the Chargers are finally finding their groove on offense again, which is nice considering their defense is a bit banged up. Overall, I think this might come down to a, a field goal kind of game, but I think the Chargers – will grind it out and get this victory because I believe their quarterback is better than the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Well, well, well said, Justin. So let me paint the picture here. The Titans are currently the number four seed and the chargers. If it ended today would come in at eighth place, just missing out currently Mm -hmm. trailing those two, uh, Three, excuse me now, wild card teams, the Bengals, Dolphins, and Patriots. Now, the Chargers, if they could advance to eight and six, that would be great, especially if New England and Miami both lose. But if the Titans fall to seven and seven, and and if Miami and New England both win, they could very well see themselves just out of the playoff picture indefinitely. And when you look at it, you control your own destiny. Win and you stay alive, lose, and the road gets that much harder. Not Mm -hmm. to mention, there's another 7-6 and team, the New York Jets, who are right behind just smelling blood in the water. And should they win and you lose too, that's just going to make it even harder. Now, from the Titans' standpoint, like I said, they're 7-6. and six. The next best team in their division is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who they can be hot, they can be cold. They're, they're just a very, very weird team. But, I mean, the rest of your division really doesn't give you that many struggles. I mean, the Colts just lost, and the Houston Texans have already been eliminated. So I wouldn't worry about it too much, but you got to – go to L.A. and play the Chargers, a team that top to bottom, I would argue, is better. But, yeah, there's really not a lot to say here. You know, you you can't really beat around the bush. If you win, your chance get that much better. You control your own destiny, though. But if you lose, oh, that could really hurt you. Yes, it could. Yes, it could, which is why I'm hoping the Chargers win. But, again, I'm not worried about them making the playoffs because, again, it's the AFC South. The AFC South is horrendous. Even though, the, even though surprisingly, the, the Jaguars have been looking pretty good. I know this because they beat us pretty handedly. I don't care how close the game was. They deserve to win that game more than us. But outside of that, Trevor Lawrence is looking like the stud that we always thought he was. And I don't know. They could sneak up on a lot of teams, surprisingly. They might be able to sn- snag a wild card spot if everybody else isn't careful, if they continue to play the way that they're playing. But the rest of the NFC South, 
I'm not concerned about. The Texans are the Texans. They're, yeah, they're they've already been eliminated. Pick. Their season's over. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the number one overall pick. And the Colts, we just saw what happened, what they are and how we feel about them at this moment in time. So I'm not worried about them. It's just it's their division to lose. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, you hit the nail right on the head. I just want to reiterate, very simple. You control your own destiny here. If you win, should be relatively smooth sailing, especially for the Titans. But if you lose, the road gets that much harder. Well, then again, yeah. the Titans have to worry too much because they are fairly ahead. But if Jacksonville can string a few wins together and Indy starts falling off, they could be in the fight of their life. <clears throat> Fair enough. So, yeah, top pick as a whole, pretty cut and dry. But we're not quite done yet because we have to give you the Fumble Rooski Fantasy Fix. And that will come right after this. Don't go anywhere because this is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. I am your host, CJ Medeiros, along with my good friend, Justin Tucker. And this is your Fumble Rooski Fantasy Fix. And as you know, before Sunday, we like to give you your stardoms and sitems. So, uh, yeah. Here we go. Keep in mind, this is pre-recorded, so anything after this, well, you know, that's kind of uh, not our fault. Wink, wink. So, running backs, we are starting Bam Knight versus Detroit and Miles Sanders. <clears throat> excuse me. And we're also starting Miles Sanders. And we're starting, I mean, excuse me, we are sitting A.J. Dillon versus the Rams and Travis Etienne versus the Cowboys. We're starting Chris Olave versus Atlanta, and we're starting Jerry Judy versus Arizona. However, we are sitting Garrett Wilson versus Detroit and Curtis Samuel versus the Giants. And we do have some good starts for you at tight end. Look at Dalton Schultz at Jacksonville and Gerald Everett versus Tennessee. Hey, we just mentioned that game. You have your start. Gerald Everett. Come on, let's go. And then sitting. We're going to sit Evan Ingram at Dallas. We know he just had a big game, but it's Evan Ingram. That only happens once a season. And we're also going to sit Pat Fryermuth at Carolina. And now quarterbacks. If you have these guys, you should be good. We're going to start Dak Prescott at Jacksonville. And it's a roll of the dice, boomer bust, but we think it'll be worth it. Andy Dalton versus Atlanta. Because that Atlanta defense... 
very hit or miss. And when it comes to sitting, we are officially going to sit Trevor Lawrence versus a stout Dallas defense and Derek Carr versus a stout New England defense, not to mention Josh Jacobs will probably be doing the dictating on offense anyway. And for defenses, we're going to start the Packers at the woefully injured Rams, and we're going to start the Commanders against a floundering Giants team. And when it comes to sitting, we're sitting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Cincy's high-powered offense, and we're sitting the Titans against the Chargers' just loaded offense. Mm-hmm. So that there is your stardom sit-ems. You know, please have a listen, and maybe, just maybe, you can advance in the playoffs. But if you don't, it's not our fault. Wink, wink. Read the small print. <laughs> mm-hmm. We joke. We joke. It's what we do. All right. That about does it. Justin, do you have anything else you want to say? Just a couple of things. Uh, number one, Jeff Saturday needs to change his name. He's Because this Saturday just proved he's not worth the last name he was given. <laughs> good Lord. Number two, after looking at and reviewing what's going on in the field against the Browns, I need... After this game, I don't care whether it's a win or loss. Give Lamar the biggest contract we can give him and call it a day. I I can't believe I'm saying this. But, yes, give him the biggest contract you can give him and call it a day. I don't care if the Ravens go bankrupt after this. I need this man under contract for five years. Not because Tyler Huntley is bad. It's because he's not Lamar Jackson. I don't know what they're doing. I need Greg Roman fired. And I need – to move on with my life and stop going through these things every single Sunday. If Lamar Jackson signs somewhere else, I'm going to laugh and laugh hard. I'm going to be so angry. I don't care. If no, but, but it's okay. Me. I'll be nice to you about it. There's a different Ravens fan that inhabits our college that I'm going to just wail on, <laughs> verbally at least. <laughs> well then, with that out of the way, that'll do it for us tonight. As always, thanks for listening to us. We have new episodes out, you know, Tuesdays and Fridays usually at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.